Good day and welcome to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. My name's John, and as always, I'm joined by Nate. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good morning. Morning. It's an early one, and I'm feeling it, but I'm ready to rock. I'm excited about this podcast uh, this week. Uh, how was your week, man? I haven't. We've talked a little bit, but how how was your week this week? Um, it was a little, a little rocky, a little interesting. Um, we've tried some things that we haven't tried before, and uh, um, weren't sure how they were going to turn out, and they turned out pretty well. Um. You know, we we uh, you know it's it's uh, always a learning experience on the farm. You know you you, you try things that you know, to keep things fresh as well as you know you know uh, get ahead of the game, keep costs down. I think it's things we're all looking to try to do. Oh um, yeah, if, there, if there's a way to cut costs on the farm. That's that's the goal, really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. you know, even if it's a hobby farm, you're trying to uh, try to keep the cost down because it may be a hobby, but it's eating into you know what you can do with that fund, those funds otherwise. Um, yeah. So exactly. Yeah, we uh, we had an interesting week on the farm. We uh, we I went and bought some hay and brought some of it home. Uh, got some really nice choice hay for the girls and and but and uh, really work starting to ramp up for me. This is my time of year where I'm super busy uh, with all of the sporting events and and football has kicked off, um, which we're we're two and zero baby. Woo woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, go go army, be everyone. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we did that and then. I don't know about you guys, and all of a sudden, the last couple of days, it's been like the chill switch has been turned on at night, and then during the day even, where it's not super hot and humid, so my does are getting ready to go into heat, you know, yesterday they were they were headbutting and running around like crazy, so of course I had to bring the bucks up and check and see if anybody was in heat, uh, not that I was going to breed anyone besides one first freshener that is sold, just she's going to be sold bread. Um, but I want to get those heats written down so I know when to anticipate them the next go around. Um, right. So you, nobody was in heat, but that's okay. <laughs> well, in, in writing down those heat cycles really is important. Um, so you can anticipate them. Um, you know, it, it helps yeah. with the planning of the breeding. Uh, if you're trying AI, it helps with, definitely helps with that. Um, you AI is almost a science. Um, yeah, I mean, we, I, you know, one thing I did leave out, we did do uh, one anticipated uh, breeding this this week. Uh, oh, you did? Yes, we did. We, we posted it on the farm page, um, you know, with Callie and, and Leocadio, um, Calament, and, mm-hmm. uh, man, it's, it's oh, I did see that. I saw the picture of Leocadio stretched out, looking like a limousine. It was yes, <laughs> holy cow, he's a long buck. He is, he is. <laughs> and, and uh, we, we're so thankful for uh, Brandy and uh, Vanessa for letting us uh, 
<laughs> bring him here. Um, well, I mean, you you, you spent a good dollar. <laughs> we good did. We him, did. So I think they were happy to have him go yes, to a good place. Yes. <laughs> um, but it it it's a breeding we're, we're kind of excited for. Um, the two there are similarities, but there are things about Leocadio that we want improved on Calament. And that's what you're looking for when you're breeding is what is the buck going to improve? And I I know a number of breeders have said, you don't expect the buck to improve everything. Just, you know, have one or two things, you know, and look for those improvements. depends what you're working with when people say that. You know, it, it definitely, it depends on what you're using because when I used... Orion, my Hay Creek buck, on one of my now first fresheners last year, he uh, he improved a lot. That doe looks Hay Creek through and through. The doe, came. yes, and yes. it's it's kind of impressive. I couldn't believe how much he, I guess you could say, fixed on that doe. Now she lost a little bit of that that body depth that her her dam has, but also her dam was a slow mature, so maybe she didn't. But well. In yeah. I know uh, uh, some of those uh, doe kids from the upper Midwest, you know, those lines, and it's not just hay creek, but some of those lines. Uh, we have a doe in, in our barn right now who's uh, out of a, a bracket buck who has hay creek, but also has, you know, other lines there. And she, she looked shallow bodied, quite frankly, for like two years. And then as a three-year-old, you look at her and she's just deepening, mm-hmm. and and she just she's coming into her own as a three-year-old. Right. Uh, so you know she was a sharp little kid, and then there was this like one to two-year gap where she was just this this uh, gangly yearling or or two-year-old. Yeah, and they- she just. Now as a three year old, she's she's into her own, but of course now we can't show because <laughs> so you have to take my word that she's this really nice show. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, well that's but, like what how we talked about, you know, uh getting your, your eye set on how to judge your, your animals so you don't have to depend on those shows. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Um so. you, well in you know, a, a few of the breeders, they even, like, pick a, a specific thing, you know, that they want to improve. Like, Danielle last week discussed about production. Um, I think Brandy, just, you know, Scott discussed teat placement. Mm-hmm. I know others are about, you know, four attachments or, or mammary. Some yeah. are looking for that uh, general appearance and depth of body. You know, it's... You've got to have something that you really that you want, and then you can fix that, and then move on to the next thing. Right, you fix uh, that, and then everything else that they fix is a bonus. Right. <laughs> and, so, uh, but but going back um, to you know the week, so so we brought the bucks up, and uh, thankfully my my poor pregnant wife. Does, I mean, she's she's uh, quite pregnant these days. It's very obvious. Uh, and it's tough for her to really move around 
thankfully she because we had the bucks up there i was like hey do you mind snapping a couple pictures so so we got some pictures of the boys up on our page now and i'm excited man this this breeding season is just nothing but excitement and i'm probably going to be sending you a ton of pictures a month out from when they're kidding just so that you, you like like last year. How many pictures did I send of udders as they were <laughs> I think as they about, were forming? On those you know, twenty pressures. a day. You know, what about, <laughs> the, what about the what about the thing? I was out there. The angle over here. What about over here? What do you think about this one? Is that the same <laughs> doe you sent me at lunch in the breakfast? <laughs> breakfast and twelve o'clock Sorry, last night. I was excited. Well, my big <laughs> thing last be. year was he, he should be though. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, my big thing last year was I had a first freshener who through the winter admittedly got a little fat and I wasn't sure if she was bred. And she was one of those last minute utter formers because she just, her utter wasn't, she doesn't have a capacious utter. So, so that's when I started freaking out. I'm sending you and your wife pictures of, of these. I'm like, what do you think, man? Do you think it's just a normal utter? Like, like she's gonna be dry, or it was just what a headache. <laughs> we had a joke like that last year too. Um, literally, actually, like the you know, <laughs> we're going out there to we induce heat cycles, so we know when not heat cycles, uh, uh, freshening mm-hmm. uh, cycles, so we know when they're going to freshen, so we can be there to catch the kids, right? And uh, we. Uh, Go out there to give her the shot, and we're like, "Are you sure she bred?" <laughs> and we look at each other like, "Well, she's not. She'll whatever's if there's something in there, she'll kick it out, or she'll she may cycle. Yeah, well, maybe not because it's out of season. Let's hope so. So we 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 start with the process, and we're like, "Hey, I don't know, you know." And then, like at two thirty in the morning, you know, everyone you know talks about we got goo, and we went out to the bar, and the next thing we know, we got a bubble, and it's this little year, by the way, that's Doe referring to it's live, and she she was at the mm-hmm. time this little yearling, and not terribly little, she was outsized to be bred, but, and she drops this this little doe kid. Um, and we go, wow. And, um, you know, it's out of Leocadio. We're like, well, okay. You know, one of, one of our first Leocadio daughters and we, we, we wipe her off and we bring her in the house. And, well, that's, yeah, it's little as, as Liv was. She didn't really look that pregnant. There wasn't mm-hmm. much of an udder. I mean, at the time the udder looked like it might've held a cup of milk. Um, yeah. And we we wipe her off, and, and you know because of the you know the kids are all uh, in tune to what's going on. They're up and they're helping you know, get you know milk replacer going because we do a, we use the powder uh, colostrum mm-hmm. replacer, not milk supplement, milk replacer. Um, you know and. Uh, at the same time, sometimes we have frozen colostrum, and so with the you know we're getting colostrum ready, 
and I just happened to like something about check the camera again. And I checked the camera and there's a second kid you know, coming <laughs> out in this little doe. And I run out there and I catch this doe, this other doe kid out of live. And it's like, wow. And so we got two and Leah Kato, God bless him. He gave us like eight daughters out of nine kids last year. Yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, and, and so, uh, we, right, and we just look at Liv. <coughs> where did you hide these things? Yeah, you no. Know? Um, yeah. Now they weren't huge. You know, I think they were between five and six pounds each. But you know, she just didn't look pregnant at all. And you know, over the course of milking her, you know, this, she had this ended up with this beautifully attached daughter. And we just, unfortunately, we, we you can't keep them all. Right. And you end up keeping some because, you know, like, my kids are in 4-H and they want, they kids have their own animals. Kids and reasons, yeah. And so they, they've got their animals that they want to keep. And so we're trying to keep our numbers down. Um, the upside was we had a 4-H'er in, in our area who wanted her. Wanted to live and uh, bought her, so we did have a 4-H kind of uh, well, it was a 4-H and open show, but it, because the COVID restrictions, it was restricted. Um, and Liv was there, and uh, she's a gorgeous doe. She's going to be a hard one to beat in the future. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing, though. It is. It is a wonderful <laughs> thing. In this, the young man who has her. Uh, he, he he does really well with his animals. His animals are always healthy, and they do wonderful. Um, we're, we're really happy for any time he does well, even if, mm-hmm. even if it's thumping us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it's it's all these this seeing your breedings come to fruition, as well as you know, you know maybe retaining some. You know, and yeah. uh, it kind of gets us around to our, our topic today of, of you know, the boys. You sometimes yeah. sometimes you need to move the boys on, or maybe you have a, a reason to want to get them collected. Yep. Um, and put, so we'll be talking today about getting our bucks collected, or your bucks collected, and anyone's bucks collected. But we still have a little bit of news this week to go through. Not much. Um, so we'll move on to that. So the fires out west have really started to escalate quite a bit, where it's affecting quite a few members. We've got fires out in California, Colorado, Washington, Oregon, uh, Idaho. Um, I mean, just just numerous numerous farms have been either displaced because they had to get out uh, or their their barns and homes have been caught on fire and are now gone. Uh, there's just a lot of people in different situations right now out West. And I just, yeah, the community is really stepping up, which is great. You know, they've got the bucks to rebuild, which the auction just ended yesterday. And I believe they're drawing raffle today. I think today, if you want to get raffle tickets, to get in on that, 
you got to do it like now. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, yeah. by I think it's by eight o'clock or something. I could be wrong. I'd have to look that up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I bought a bunch of raffle, raffle tickets. Uh, being a little bit competitive with Brett there uh, with the uh, <laughs> raffle tickets, but it's for a good cause, so that's why I'm doing it. Um, well, and and we bought tickets as well on on another uh, AI unit. You know, the there's a lot of semen available through this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, there really is. It's uh, it was hard to choose. It is. But, uh, but I mean, I like the two bucks you guys offered for the raffle, and my tank tank just happens to be at your house right now. It, so well, it does, yes. <laughs> it's 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 an easy transfer. <laughs> well, and I'm and I have a feeling that with with Brett thing, I mean, he's looking to AI a couple of his uh, does and have Jen mm-hmm. do it. So I have a feeling he's thinking that you know it's a good cause and bot, get the theme in that way um yep so it's it's a real good cause and it's part of the reason you know we 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 put some in on on uh some semen as well Um, Mm. you know so i mean it's a it's a good cause and there's a lot to choose from there's kids available there's you know overhousing nigerian Nubian, everything you could want as far as semen or kids goes. Uh, there's a lot available on there. Now, my one question Nate, is with all of this going on, with all these members being displaced and, and really on hard times, you haven't heard a peep from ADGA anywhere. Now, I know they're a registry and it's really not their place to, to step up and, and take that on but would it kill them to make a post on their website or on social media just kind of i don't know relaying where these outlets of support can be sent you know they've got the the gofundme they've got the uh the castle rock um thing where they've raised i think like forty seven thousand dollars they've got the books to rebuild. There's lots of different avenues where members could look. And I know that most members online are in tune with the community. So it's maybe not needed, but at the same time, I feel like the registry could show a little bit of support here. Well, you know, I think, um, by the way, just quickly on the box to rebuild thing, I, I see that, it looks like the time frame is generally uh, about 1 p.m. Eastern Eastern time mm-hmm. um, for uh, the other other items coming to end on when you can buy tickets and stuff. Right. Um, just to give so 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time on. Uh, Saturday, September thirteenth, um, when those could come through. As far as at the Adga, you know, I I kind of think it, it's a registry, <coughs> it's a it's a show organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this community supports that organization. Yeah, but 
I, I think I'm not saying for them to throw in money or anything like that. I'm just saying why not why not have why can't they just make a simple post? It takes two seconds. Because are are the members already saying I, I mean I'm saying I, I hear what you're saying. That mm-hmm. the organization could but um, I think a lot of the directors already have, especially the ones in the area. Uh, I know um, oh, some of the East Coast directors have you know, you voice support. Um, yeah, but that's not on the website. Not every single mem- member of the registry uh, goes on Facebook. You know, a bunch of people, I'm sure, are on social media. They check out the website, sure, for Adga. Why can't I just? I don't understand. I just, I mean, I know what you're saying. It's not. It's really not their responsibility at all, and and they definitely don't need to shell out money, especially this year. Right. I, but, I can say because <laughs> I know this year a lot of organizations and our you know Adga is included are mm-hmm. strapped um, just because you know they take in revenue for the shows. Yeah, um, national show is a huge one. Uh, convention is another one, and the canceled and those yeah. revenue streams oh. are you know linear appraisal is another one, and yeah. it's just it's not happening this year, and so they're having to rely on registrations, and because the general membership are strapped as well. Yeah. Um, we're probably selling kids that, you know, selling kids to auction that aren't going to get to show home. So yeah. we're not registering as much. Um, you know, it's, it's a, a tight place for Edgar. Could, could they voice out, or put out a, a voice of, uh, support for the members out west who who are having issues and or the members down along the gulf who had mm-hmm. the hurricanes hit and are going to just probably continue to be battered with hurricanes you know until the season's over yes they probably could um does that come from the Edgar Board of Directors? Does that come from Executive Committee? Does it come from know. the individual directors? Um, you know, um, I think if, if they're going to give a, a voice of support, it needs to come from one of those. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to put any employees on the spot for having to do it or coming up with doing it because. If they do it without permission, I don't want the employees getting in trouble. Um, yeah. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it, it is something, you know, those of us who are sitting high and dry, I'm looking at nice green leaves and blue sky coming up in front of me, beautiful <laughs> sunrise, you know, over my uh, garden. I'm not worried about a forest fire here in Norwich, New York. Right. But I do have friends out west who you know, I periodically check with, you know, how they're doing, what's going on. Um, I know, for example, like 
you know, if people have been seeing the Oak Apple Farm cartoons that we all love to chuckle at, they usually yeah. hit home real, real, real well. He's um, good at it, man. Last couple <laughs> I've seen have been about the fact that, you know, they've got the go bag set mm-hmm. and air quality downright sucks. Yeah, my brother lives uh, just outside of Seattle, and he's not a farmer or anything, but he he said he woke up yesterday, and he thought it was foggy out, and it was smoke. Yeah. So it's just, it's bad. And, you know, I, I just want to say, as as us, as, as a podcast, and we have a little community going on, uh, we're going to do everything we can to to support and, and bring any information that needs to be brought to light to the West Coasters, to the people down south in, in the Gulf Coast affected by the hurricane. Because we're not going to sit idle and just and just watch and, and talk about it, um, you know, as a personally as a farm, my farm, I took part in the Bucks to Rebuild because I want to help support It's for a good cause. And and I know you have too, Nate. And I just, if we can get any information out to a small group of people to help, we're going to do it. We're not going to just sit idle at all. That's not what we do. So this this community is definitely a family. And sometimes family doesn't get along, but in the long run, it doesn't matter. We need to help each other. So anybody listening, if you can support them in any have many avenues that are available and we'll have it on our website on our Facebook page uh, if you yeah. can support. Yeah, we don't have a fi- web website yet. Not Facebook yet. page. No website. Yeah, Facebook page. <laughs> so, uh, but moving on from that um, 2021 membership renewal has opened up uh, for regular members and I believe ADGA plus members are in it renew the renewals in December, right? Well, it's I, if I'm correct, the Edgar Plus normally it's by the end of December. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, and I highly anyone who's looking to do either linear appraisal or DHI, I would first off recommend that you do both. Um, John, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to do it this year. I I actually had a, a couple new uh, dairy goat people, people who are just getting into uh, into goats, and they were looking mm-hmm. to try to find you know other animals and bucks and stuff, and you know, they both came to me and they're like, you know how hard it is to look at bucks where there's no linear appraisal score on daughters <laughs> or dams or anything, or even on the bucks kids or the bucks themselves. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. But... It, it, it's hard and it, and it can be frustrating because then you've got to go and find pictures of that buck <laughs> dam. And if you're new, you know, a, a linear appraisal score at least gives you like, uh, a metric, and you can say, "Well, you know, this is what it the score means." Yeah, you know? and 
otherwise I'm getting just kind of like, you know, somebody else I know and get flooded with pictures of of others and, <laughs> and Listen, I've gotten a lot better. Now 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 you're just getting pictures of kids and bucks, okay? Yes, yes, and that's good. And very cute back. <laughs> um so uh as far as the ad to uh plus enrollment, I highly recommend it. It does start December first of of the you know. Yeah, we're going to be doing Adco Plus this year. Um, the one thing I don't look forward to is honestly milking for how many days is it minimum you have to milk for milk tests? 150? Oh, I think uh, 180. 180. Yeah, that's just that's the one thing where it's like, ugh. Cause, well, but, that's, uh, but that's six months. That's like February to August. Or since I kid in March... March September. To September, which listen this year, I was milking. I'm still milking the Nigerians, but I was milking the does, all the does in, in August. And and Tierney was like, "Listen, I want my husband back. He, there's no reason they're still milk. Dry them off them." But I also had March kids that were still on the bottle in August, so I was like, "Okay, I guess I can wean them now. They're pretty big." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and. <laughs> That's about where we're getting to. Jen's like, can we start drying anyone off now? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I suppose. And, and honestly, with, with the DHI, if the dough dries off, she dries off. Yeah. Um, If she'd made the, the minimum milk for her star and, and she dries off, she, she dried off. It happens. Yeah, um, we had a doe last year who, um, she was a terrific producer. Quite frankly, until August, and she got bred early, not late August, and pretty much as soon as and that's how we knew she was bred. Because as soon as she was bred, her production tanked. Yeah, and she would by September she was dry. Yeah, so. and she still got a star. Um, but you're, you're lucky. I have to fight to dry mine off. I'm like, well, I have to just turn turn an eye away from them and say, you know what, you're not getting. Well, <laughs> as they're that bulging, was, that was her. But the rest of them right now, like we've got a few where, honestly, uh, Nina Mint, uh, she just we tried drying her off, and she just like no. <laughs> she just kept producing like okay fine we'll keep milking. Yeah. um so but so, so it, with the adga plus the other thing is you know keep in mind the last convention they push through that the box have to be dna tested will have to yeah i have DNA. to pull hairs i have to pull hairs uh, and do that soon but with the adga plus you know part of what you're paying for is three dna tests yeah and so I think that's, I mean, it's not, it's certainly not cheap, you know, total, but you get those and you know, you have them and every year you go, well, okay, you know, you can either use them for, you know, confirming a, a breeding, like, you know, did this buck get her or did this buck because they jumped the fence or something? Um, right. Or right. Um, if it's a high value animal, you know, 
if you're putting an animal in in a sale like spotlight sale, um, which I mean very few of us are, you, you need to DNA test them. But we put a, a buck kit in uh, now two years ago, two years ago, year, last last year, last year, and we DNA tested them just as part of the uh, part of that sale. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't required, but we we felt it would. You know, bring bring more to the table for him, um, and uh, yeah, plus it backs up what you're saying, you know. Right. So, um, so I I I think that's a huge plus. Um, so, <laughs> it's a huge ad good plus. A huge ad good plus. <laughs> oh man, bad pun. Um, so so the the last last topic. Or the last uh, bit of news is top 10 breed leaders for 2019 was listed on the ADGO website. So congratulations to anybody that had a top 10 breed leader. Yeah. I mean, and that's, depending on your breed, that's, I mean, not not depending on the breed, they're all competitive. Um, And congratulations. Um, Last year we had one up there, wasn't our breeding, but we had one up there with its, uh, it's exciting. It's fun. Mm-hmm. It's, it's even more exciting when those does are, uh, you know, champions and SGs and oh yeah, in the your your own breeding really so, backs up everything that that they've they've uh, won in the ring or in the milk pail. So exactly, exactly. So, um, um, so but let's uh let's move on to our main topic. Uh, since we, we've rambled quite a bit today, which is fine by me. I love it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so today we're going to be talking about buck collection, um, how to get ready for it and, uh, all that good stuff. Now I'm a rookie at this. I've never had a buck collected ever. Um, I've never been to a buck collection. I've been to linear appraisal, but not collection. Um, and this year we, we plan on getting, uh, Orion and Vaz, uh, collected. So, so the big, the big question when it comes to buck collection is why, why are you going to get your buck collected? Is it for yourself or, or for sale? Um, what, what do you guys generally use buck collection for Nate? Believe it or not for us, it's the primary purpose of buck collection for us is insurance. It's like Mm -hmm. a, it's an expensive insurance policy. Um, I make a really uh, quick, short story. We had a buck a number of years ago, and that we had had purchased, and he was ugly. <laughs> he was downright ugly, and we used him. And I'm shaking my head with every breeding, and I'm like, man, he's ugly. And I I convinced Jen to sell him and I'm thinking to myself, yep, and all those kids are going to go to the auction. Um, <laughs> and Jen sells him, but she convinces me to put the tag on that we, we'd like the right to get him collected if or to get straws from him you know, the following year. Right. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, but we'll, we won't want to do that when we see the kids. 
but we we get the buck we get the buck gets sold and you know five months later we've got you know doe kids running around and you know when we take those little doe kids in the ring they win yeah and we take them up to you know, New York State Fair and they the two of his daughters go uh, junior champion reserve junior champion <laughs> and they're just gorgeous daughters and that fall that volume that show is Labor Day weekend and so we contact them like the next the following weekend thinking okay we're gonna see if we can line up to get this buck collected and uh, the person we sold them to goes oh I meant to tell you back in February after breeding my does he got pneumonia and died oh jeez yeah so so, so you, you you didn't get that insurance before before he left and you know, so bucks. now us before we sell a buck we mm-hmm. want it collected and in the tank unless yeah. we're selling a buck kit right you know if we're selling a buck kit out of one of our breedings you know we don't say wait hold on unless it's a very special bucket like Jen has a a planned breeding for our purebred this year that she has said if we get a bucket out of it. She'd like to keep him long enough to get him collected. Yeah. Um, but um, just getting a buck, you know, this, that, if you have, at the same time, when we calculated what we could spend on Lee Acadio, right. uh, part of that calculation was, um, could did we think we could sell straws of semen from him. Right. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we, we think we can, you know, we know there's a lot of interest in it. We know there's interest in AI. Um, so, you know, that was part of the calculation. Of yeah. Buying. I mean, you, like you, sale animal. that's um, a way for your buck to earn his keep, you know, uh, we, are getting our bucks collected and really what pushed me to get our bucks collected this year was uh Kurt um Vasquez's uh breeder wanted to get straws back from him which is perfectly fine by me and uh so, so that really kind of pushed me to say okay I guess I really got to find a tank I guess I really got to get these guys collected and and honestly I I I know freak things happen with bucks and it just never uh, really occurred to me that maybe I should be being proactive here before I have an oops and then I don't have anything to show for it. Right. Right. Um, You know, those oops, face it, these bucks do stupid things. I, I know that any breeder who's been who's had bucks, any bucks, not over just over Hasley bucks, all the breeds. I mean, growing up, you know, the bucks would do the stupidest things to kill themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay, <clears throat> um, you know, honestly, we had another buck that we sold, and we thought we might, uh, you know, buy back, except the, we got a tearful call. 
from the person who had him that she came home from work and he'd gotten into the hay rack and and quite frankly hung himself you know and uh it it just they do some really stupid things that kill get themselves killed off and if especially if you've purchased a buck and brought him in um it's it's a good idea to get them collected just for the investment uh, that you have in yeah. the buck. Um, the other reason we like we had a buck we we ended up selling because he was related to everything, and he still kind of is related to everything. Um, the other reason to get a buck collected is um, so you can come back to those right. genetics. You know, um, you know. I think specifically about. Uh, over the top rebel um he was a, a great general parent buck really uh he put great top lines great set of feet and legs uh, long bodies on his kids uh he also was a production buck in strength and medial suspensory ligaments and uh you know he he was we loved what he did did and his his kids were all consistent um but we got to a point where everything in the barn was his daughter and granddaughter but we wanted to be able to come back to him five ten years right. later well you know three-year-old <clears throat> three or four-year-old box are going to be around in five to ten years right. likely um and so you put them in the tank so that you can come back to those genetics if you want, right? Um, or if someone else wants. Um, but that—that's the why. Now, um, uh, the how. <laughs> well, the how is uh, one. One how is how are you going to market the buck and the semen if you go that route of selling? Um, and I'd like to. I don't know. I guess I'm tooting my own horn here. I'd like to think I'm pretty darn good at marketing my farm and, and our, our goats. Uh, we don't have the fanciest herd, but we're getting there and I'm letting people know it. <laughs> and, uh, and the one thing that I, I pride myself in is, is yes, I have some pretty stellar bucks in, in, on our property and I'm offering driveway breeding so so i make sure people know about that and i have a few lined up um but as far as marketing semen it's kind of a tricky game because there's no set price whatsoever there you you basically have to kind of and and you've helped me figure out kind of how to market these guys and and it's really accolades what they've done um and and kids hopefully you have a few to go off of Unfortunately, I have one daughter yep. out of Orion, um, and and a couple bucks that he that I've sold of his registered because they were pretty. So it's kind of like, mm, you know, it's it's hard to go off that. His daughter hasn't even freshened yet; she's freshening this spring. So so it's really, in my case, kind of a be realistic type deal. You can always change the price in the future, um, which is the, the route I'm you going, can. and then. Vasquez, my overboard buck, I'm not even offering any semen sales this year, not until I get my kids. So, um, right. 
So as far as marketing, I, I think there's a lot of, you know, questions and things you got to answer. First off, are you collecting, if you're collecting the buck directly to market, you know, that you want to sell the semen ready, set, mm-hmm. go, um, you're going to want to have, yeah, daughters on the ground, preferably daughters right. and milk on the ground. Um, you're going to want, he's going to probably need to be out of some phenomenal genetics, which I think both of your mm-hmm. bucks are. Um, and um, it sounds crazy. You're going to need some good photos of those <laughs> people are going to be wanting to see damn pictures or, or sister pictures or um, more of the damn pictures and daughters. Um, you know, show-ins don't hurt on showing a buck like that. Um, a lot of people, though, are more concerned about what what does he produce? So pictures of daughters and offspring really do help. Um, having the more offspring will, will help. Pictures of the dam, um, knowing the sire that he comes from helps. Right. Uh, you know. Um, Boy, your guineas are going crazy, they're, huh? <laughs> Yeah, they, they do. It's sunrise. They got to <laughs> I'm not hearing your rooster, no, though. No, he's he's quiet this morning. But uh, the the yeah, as far as marketing, you've got to have that. You've got to show people what they want their animals right. to look like. Why why am I going to pay for a semen tank and the shipping of the semen and for the you know, some people, you know, we're fortunate that, you know, Jen's got a method that she's up to about 50%, you know, give or take, um, success rate on breeding that. So why am I paying all that to get your buck semen in my dough rather than going down the road to the overhodgely buck over there that's right. decent? Yeah, so, it's a... Um, you you got to... There is some yes. marketing there. Um, but the other thing is, you know, we're finding we, we've advertised, you know, that we had the rebel semen and the king semen, um, and, um, but we didn't like, we haven't really pushed it down people's throats and, um, slowly but surely what's happening is as we go to shows and they see the memory on that dough, um. They're going, who's her sire? And we say, well, it's King. We have him in yeah. the tank. Or it's, I love the general appearance on that dough. Who's her sire? It's Rebel. You know, we have him in the tank. And around about this time of year, we, we start getting messages saying, hey, can I buy five straws of, of this buck or that buck? And, and we're, I mean, we're really just kind of getting into it. You get, uh, you know, like I would imagine – Someone like Morgan or Kurt or, or Brandy in the Overhasley world, or, or or the Bices out west with the you know Alpine yeah. Sassanins or La Manchas or you know yeah. You know, well, they have or, the advantage where they have a, uh, a big herd. Farm. They do, but many of the, these herds, though, 
they also have no trouble getting the semen sold when they say it, if they want to mm -hmm. go that route. Um, I, I actually, uh, I don't know how much some of these herds actually do semen collections themselves, or rather it's the people who buy the box from them who are, buy, are getting yeah. them collected. Um, but, um, you know, you get some of these other herds. I know that it, looking at the, the box to rebuild thing on uh, the looks like there's a lot of Nigerians. I was out there. completely shocked, Nate, because I was always under the the understanding that that Nigerians were really tough to AI, so not a lot of people got them collected. And I've I've said it publicly, you know, and I was wrong. There is so much so much Nigerian semen out there. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Just looking at the list, I was like, there's way oh, more yeah. Nigerians getting collected than I had thought. And, and my, my, oh, my yeah. thinking or my, my thinking on that was there's a lot of live Nigerians available everywhere. And there's a lot of closely related Nigerians everywhere where if you want a dragonfly buck in the tank, why? Because there's one down the road that's just as good. But that's not the case. There's, I, I was really shocked at how many Nigerians are actually getting collected. And it's awesome. <clears throat> well, I, I think part of it is, is preserving mm -hmm. that genetic for future generations. The other thing, you know, so you could come back to those traits. I think the other thing is um, it makes it so now, you know, you mentioned dragonfly. You know, now you can take that dra dragonfly straws and you can ship it to California yeah. or you can ship it to, you know, Washington or to Florida or Texas. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's, and the shipper itself could be just a, a topic of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, it, but as far as, you know, marketing it, um, there's so many different routes. You've got to ask yourself first why you're putting the buck mm -hmm. in the tank. You know, if, if you're putting them in the tank to preserve them so you can come back, you may, you, the marketing may be the does you're producing. And people seeing it and going, wow, you know, where is he? Well, he's, he's not here anymore, but we have him in the right. tank. Um, you know, I, I know, if, for example, we have a breeder recently who had a buck she highly valued who, quite frankly, he, he went down quickly mm -hmm. and died and they were able to um, scramble. And I, I don't know the details of the how, but she was actually able to take him post-mortem yeah. and get him collected. Yeah, which is awesome. And, and, and honestly, that's a, uh, that's a new technology that. It, so. it is. And she was in, uh, you know, having her, you know, seen her Bonds to the whole thing, the whole situation. She was kind of like in awe and very thankful for the people who who were able to help her. Um, and, and I know I know she's got some beautiful Sanans and Nubians, yep. and I guess occasionally a La Mancha. <laughs> um, so, but um, so that that's the the why and the how. Well, there's also there's but, also another uh, how which we touched on in another episode which uh, was getting your bucks and does in a row. So if you want to really get into it on there, um, or you can listen to that, that episode.
But uh, how to get your buck ready for a collection, which is really easy. Uh, it's it's general care, minerals, replimen, and that's really it. And, and make sure he's groomed where he's not well, disgusting. Well, and there's one other thing. So, yeah, you do need to be clip the belly so that, you know, when you do, when you go to one of these buck collections, there's usually one poor person who gets to kneel on the ground <laughs> next to um, next to the doe and the buck, and gets to reach up there with the AV, um, the the artificial vagina, and catch, you know, catch the penis and catch the semen, and. If he's having to reach up there with a pea-soaked hair dripping down, it's not a great job to begin <laughs> with. Um, it's just making it worse. Do that person a favor and clip your buck's bellies before at home before you go. Um, but there's one other thing that many people don't really think about is uh, <laughs> it sounds really funny, but uh, your bucks have to have like certain period of uh i'll call it celibacy prior to collection okay. um now uh we've done collection through through uh you know ourselves we've done it through capagia um we're looking at possibly doing it through bnd genetics uh soon that's just two of them i think there's biogenics also does buck collection um, there may yeah, be there's, others uh, out there that BD genetics, Capragia genetics, and biogenetics are really the main three that people are using. Right. Um, other than local people that, who know how to do it. Um, but in your veteran, some veterinarians know how. Right. Um, but um, with us, at least with Capragia, they had uh, suggested letting your bucks have like 10 days prior to the collection of basic celibacy. Let them relax. Let, you know, don't let them be, you know, grading the 20 does in the pen the night before yeah. collection. A, they're going to be exhausted. B, there is a certain amount of recovery time from breeding all those animals. Yeah. And you want your buck at top, you know, top level of readiness. Right. Uh, and so you, you do have to have your buck, give your buck a, a, a break from the does prior to collection. Um, the, uh, you know, that's one of the, the things um, now, that's different than with just regular breeding season. Um, yeah. Because regular breeding, the difference is with each jump, you know, you're getting billions of of sperm up with each jump, theoretically. Um, but um, when you're breeding the buck on the drive in the driveway, breeding or in the pen in the pasture, you know, he's he's each time he jumps on the doe, that that doe is receiving like the equivalent of fifteen to thirty straws with each jump for yeah. the most part and that's that's lots to breed your dough with but we're trying to preserve those 15 to 30 straws 
you know, with one or two jumps at the collection. And it can be a bit tricky. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's definitely a lot different than a live cover. That's for sure. Um, now I want to kind of touch on the companies to use for a collection because I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that are considering doing it, but haven't, um, done it yet. They're new like me. So you can always go to their websites or uh, most people's Facebook or a lot of like districts, Facebook groups like district one, two, three, four, and so on. Uh, they'll post collections that are happening in the area. But if you can't find it there, if people really just aren't talking about it, which from what I've seen, people are talking about it when they come up. Um, yeah. You can always go to the company's website. Like B&D Genetics has it. Capergia has it where they show the route. Um, and then also uh, Biogenetics uh, has it as well. So there's plenty of ways to find it if you're worried about finding it. Um, and and really, if, if you're really serious about getting them collected, take the time and find it and, and sign up because I know they fill up pretty quick. Um, Danielle, who we had on last week, she was saying she only had a couple spots left. So I, people that I was talking with um, last week after the show were asking me about it. And I just said, hey, message yeah. her because they're, they're almost full up. So, so get, get your spot. Well, and you go to the Buck Collection and you get like a, well, theoretically, you get maybe like about five minutes where you're actually doing the collection. You know, the buck is, you know, first the buck goes to the front end of the doe and then to, to get him riled up a bit. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they say, okay, it's your turn. And you take your buck around to the backside and he does his jump and, you know, they catch the semen. And, you know, they rush, you know, they rush the semen away and they check to see, you know, whether there's enough. And then, you know, they'll tell you about five, ten minutes later, yep, you're all good for the 30 straws. Many of these collection companies, by the way, have a minimum set yes. of straws you have to uh, receive, you have to get, um, you have to buy. Normally, it's about 30 straws. And if it, you didn't get enough with that one jump, you just have to come back again, again, another five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on how many bucks are actually there, you know, one year we had, I think like 17 at Cornell, 17 or more. Um, another year we had, I think like 15, you know, 12 or 15. Um, usually they want a minimum of, of 10 bucks at the stop. Right. Um, but you know, they, these guys are then trying to process them, the semen, I say guys, these gals, these folk are uh, trying to process the semen, get it from um, the collection bag to your straws in less than 12 hours. And they're doing that for, you know, 10 to 20 bucks. Um, usually what you have to do is you do, you do the collection on, say, Saturday. It may not always be Saturday, but on Saturday. And, you know, you leave your tank at the collection um, or you arrange for other, you make other arrangements mm -hmm. and then you come back Sunday to pick up your semen 
Um, now, most of the time, they'll allow you uh, to look at the semen, you know, to take a straw and open it up, thaw it, you know, thaw it and open it up and look at it. Um, but other times, honestly, these guys are and, and folks are moving to the next site so quickly that you might just, your host, you know, whoever's hosting the collection might be the only one there, at which point you don't. So when there is a collection, I urge you to get there when the people say we're going to be uh, doing, we're going to be leaving at this time. Try to get there in time so that you have time to look right. at it. But, um, you know, that's kind of what I have yeah. to say. And um, one thing I want to touch on quick, I know we're getting short on time. Um, uh, a lot of people really don't know where to find a semen tank. Um, I kind of fell upon mine yes. where uh, your wife, Jen, messaged me and said, hey, you want to buy a tank? And I was like, uh, excuse me? You know, it was like it was like a Thursday or something. I was like, uh, yeah, how much? And she told me, and it was a great deal. And I was like, all right. Little did I know that the thing is the size of a nuclear bomb. But <laughs> <laughs> well, in that that one, was, there was a breeder from out in Colorado, who was ironically, in central yeah. New York, and suddenly needed a tank. And Jen was helping that breeder find a tank in a hurry. Mm. <clears throat> and actually, uh, we... We use Select Sires to refill our tanks. And there was a Select Sires dealer up in Mohawk, uh, New York, who had two, and they were relatively dirt cheap. Yeah, used. 150 and, bucks, man. Like what? Yeah, that's a, that, I would tell you, that's yeah. a steal. <clears throat> now, it, it, yours is an older tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's something to keep an eye on when you're buying an older tank. But um, it seems like it holds its charge pretty it, good. It, it has been, and we've been keeping an eye on it. And actually, one of the advantages you've had with it being too big and you not being able to take it home so yeah. soon is that we've at least been able to keep it under a controlled condition and, and see how long yeah. it holds. As far as what we've found is there's you can buy new. Now, some of the, the companies that do collection, I, I don't know about Capogia, but I do believe B&D Genetics may have some um, available that you can buy. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but Biogenics has a lot of supplies. There's MVE um, online. There's a lot of uh, different... MVE. There's actually, believe it or not, there's sementanks.com. There's, not to give a specific uh, website, but they, they're one we bought our shipper container mm-hmm. uh, through um, and they were pretty good to deal with. I know some people have had some issues with them, but we had a pretty good dealing with them. Uh, the other thing to do is to get on some of these uh, AI groups yeah. on Facebook or and look at um, auctions. Believe it or not, livestock or cow yeah. auctions, a lot of these farm auctions. Yeah, I uh, I actually um, messaged my uncle who still has a Holstein farm. Said, "Hey, if you have anybody that's selling a tank that you know of that's going out, let me know, and I'll I'll see if it's worth buying." 
And he actually, it was funny. The week after I bought mine from you know, when Jen found found my tank, the week after he's like, "Oh, I got a farmer here that's going out, and he's selling his tank for three hundred bucks." This thing was massive, bigger than mine. I was, I, yeah. I was like, uh, I'm like, yeah. thankfully I have one. That thing is huge. It would have taken up quite well, a bit of space. And that's the, that's where, you know, the other thing is to put feelers out. You know, for example, there are, there are people who, who collect yeah. tanks. Um, you know, uh, I, I know a breeder down, down near you who, you know, she probably got seven or eight and periodically she sells one like the tank. Um, and uh, you, you can look for those. We actually have spoken to uh, our select sire's uh, rep who refills our tank yeah. because we don't have cows. That's all he does is just refills our tank. Mm-hmm. But uh, we just purchased uh, an MVE uh, Millennium Falcon you know, yeah. for <laughs> next to nothing, really. And it's, and it's a new, pretty much a new tank. It had been used... It was a lease tank. They'll lease tanks um, to dairy farms, and the dairy farm went out, so they didn't need the tank anymore. But um, Select Sires has, whenever they do a lease, they do it with a new tank. So um, this tank was kind of superfluous, and we got it dirt cheap for basically a brand new tank. That's awesome. And uh, yeah. So you, you can contact your local, you know, dairy farm genetics mm-hmm. uh, supplier, and uh, I think Select Sires is, is nationwide. Yeah, they are. You can check them. They are. Um, um, that's actually where your tank came from was a Select Sires uh, wrap out of Mohawk. Ours is out of Shenango County. Oh, perfect. Um, so... Um, that's my recommendation. You really got to put feelers out unless you want to buy new. Um, but if you're going to buy new, you're going to probably pay about six to $800. Um, if you buy used, you can probably pick them up. John really got his at a, at a yeah, deal. You really I did. did. I lucked out, man. Um, but generally used ones started about 300 three to f- $400 if they're... Very little use. Like if somebody bought a tank and then went, "Oh crud, I'm not using it." Um, you know, that's yeah. you might pay up to six for it, um, depending on the tank. You oh, know, yeah. if it's a huge one. So well, there's also on um, Facebook. There's uh, one page that I follow is White Jet, White Mountain Genetics, and they they sell yep. used tanks on there, and and usually they're about. Depending on the tank, obviously, but usually they're about five hundred and up. Um, yeah, is what you'd be expecting. But obviously, if you're going to have your bucks collected, um, you probably want to. You, you probably want to have a tank. Now there are companies like B and D Genetics where certain bucks they'll add into their catalog, and you can kind of co-sign uh, your bucks that way uh, if you don't have a tank. Right. And that was actually going to be my route if I never found a tank with my bucks. Was I going to? Ha- I was going to have them collected at B and D Genetics and have their semen sitting in tanks uh, in Millbrook. But I lucked out and really don't need to go that route. Um, not that it was a bad route or anything. It's just 
I have a little bit more freedom on who gets it and when and how. Um, so that's 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 kind of where we're at. Uh, now, was there anything else you wanted to add on that topic, Nate? Um, not at this time. The, the, there's tons. It's oh, it could be. We could, we could be in for another hour. Five <laughs> yeah. So I, I think if anyone has any any info they want to or any questions on it, feel free to ask on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am absolutely no pro when it comes to collection. Uh, Nate is definitely the one you're going to want to reach out to. I yeah. have been, I have gotten uh, messages where, where people have said, "Hey, you know, you you know your stuff. You you you're only doing this for a couple years, and and I can't believe how much you know." Which I'm not tooting my own horn because I don't know everything. And this is proof right here. Uh, I I live in brief goats. I do a lot of research, as you know, Nate. I'm always sending you pedigrees or, or screenshots of, of what you think about certain animals and uh, genetics. And you've really helped me along the way. And when it comes to buck collection, I, until I do it, I don't know. So reach out to Nate. He knows <laughs> a lot about it. <laughs> if, if you want to message the, the podcast Facebook page, he'll be the one answering it. <laughs> if it's something simple, I might be able to help out. But I'm not a pro by any means. Um, but Well, I, I think that if you look around in, in most parts of the country and even local to wherever you know the listeners are, there's usually someone who's doing it. They may not be doing it on a large, grand scale, um, mm-hmm. but there's usually someone who is uh, doing AI. And if you're doing AI and you have any success, even like a uh, 10 or 20 percent you know conception rate you're doing it you're you're going to have advice to someone who's not so right. um yeah. i highly suggest getting those bucks collected and um you know if, if for if, if nothing else for insurance so that yeah. they don't do something stupid and, and are gone um you don't have to, but yeah, that's what we do. Um, yeah, yeah. There's plenty of programs out there that don't, and that's what it's whatever suits you. There's no right way when it comes to to the husbandry of, of dairy goats and well, if, husbandry, if wanna... yes, but of of <laughs> of of you know, keeping your animal healthy, yeah. But as far as keeping them, as far as what you whether you collect them or not collect them, there's no right. right. Well, exactly. That's it's either you want to do it or you don't want to do it. You have to weigh out your options of of why, and uh, go from there. Yeah, um, agreed. So, but I think this was a really cool topic to touch on. Next week we might have a guest on. Not quite sure yet. I have to talk to them, and if not, we'll have another great topic anyway. Uh, so, Nate, I want to thank you so much for joining us again this week. And thank you have, for having me again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. You haven't killed Anybody? me yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we're we're having a good time here, and that's what it's all about. It's supposed to be exactly. friends friends talking about dairy goats, like we're across the the kitchen counter from each other. So, um, but everybody that's listening, thank you so much for listening to Ringside, an American Dairy Goat podcast. We'll catch you next week. Bye.